Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. Today is Thursday, May 26th, 2022, and this episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining game at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick, and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which pitch you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, cousin Jared, we ended up with another profitable day yesterday. Not as good as Tuesday, but anytime you can win a few units, I mean, there's no complaining there, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a, a nice mark, march back up. You know, had, had had a tough weekend, I think, uh, but a, a very nice march back up the past few days. So that's been very good to see. Yep, yep. And so, and someone made a comment on this. I, I just feel like I should say this because I want everyone to. Hopefully we're on the same page here. It's really tough to overall gauge wins and losses on some of the picks, especially based off what the model is, because of the line movement. That's why I post the information there. You can see how the lines move. And it, I'm just trying to give you all the information possible. Uh, yesterday, there were about half the games that if you had looked yeah. right when it came out, you would have bet one side, and then the number moved. I, so I feel like you're going to add something there. Wait, wait, wait. What was up with that Yankees line yesterday? Because you posted your your information in the morning, I come in pretty soon after that, start checking the lines, and I'm like, like I, I literally thought about texting you probably as you were recording the podcast, saying, "What the heck, <laughs> probably. Yankees line?" And, and so I, yeah. I jumped on it. I thought I I missed something, and then sure enough, a few hours later, you add a Yankees play, and so I thank 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 you, you validated my thinking. Um, yeah, but, like stuff like that. Every once in a while, you'll get something like that that just makes no sense. Yeah, there's, there were several yesterday that felt like I locked in. I, and that's why I, I try to lock in as close to this recording as possible because I want the lines to be fresh, especially for those of you right. who are watching this in the morning. I mean, I, I try to lock in. I get my I copy that information over into a document just so I can see it all as, as we're talking about it. Hit record, upload, just get it up as fast as possible. And a lot of times by the time I'm done, a line's moved 10 cents, 15 cents, in some cases even more. And so it's, again, I'm posting all that information to just try to help you. But yeah, these lines move and uh, it, it kind of creates some situations. I think I mentioned this before. It kind of creates some situations where I'm like, well, half the people that, that saw this are probably yeah. on one side and half are on the other side. So I don't even know what I'm rooting for at this point because right, right. of the line movement. So it's it's more fun for me personally. I don't know. It's more fun for me personally when a line doesn't move because then it's like, hey, we're all on the same side, you know, or the yeah. like, like my, you know, what I'm recommending and what the model says, everything aligns, you know, when it starts moving around, it gets really, uh, really crazy. Anyway, before we get to today's slight some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. If you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way to ensure that you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides, share with a friend if you know others in the game, hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube, love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And again, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolio, especially those reduced dues reduced juice dime lines for the MLB games. These at your disposal. You should be able to find the edge on any game. The ones I recommend are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Cousin uh, Jared, I feel like we usually have you on here on a Thursday, and there's usually a ton of day games. Today, just one day game. 
Yeah, this is makes up for the, the one Thursday I was here where there was exclusively day games. Yeah, so yeah. I think we're still balancing things out from, from that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that day game, 12.35 Eastern, first pitch, Cubs at the Reds. A game that might not happen. The weather looks really rough. Uh, there's hopefully a window they can get this in. More rough stuff coming through tonight. So this is a game that may or may not happen. So definitely just keep an eye on it, again, for you DFS or uh, traditional fantasy players. If it does happen, Justin Steele versus Hunter Green. Weather will be nice temperature-wise in Cincinnati, mid-70s. Winds blowing in from right field at about 12 miles an hour. Uh, So I don't know what to make of that with regards to the total, just because these are mostly over teams. It's definitely a hitter-friendly park, as you see on the screen there with that park factor of 108. Um, But a wind blow. Blowing in and, and two pitchers I've, I kind of like to back. Uh, Hunter Green has not performed as well this season as he projects. I always mention with rookie pitchers, I don't ever, I rarely think they're going to be great their first year, but I think he's still better than his numbers. And Justin Steele, who's a pretty solid pitcher. Um, so total wise, I don't really know what to make of it there at eight and a half. Uh, instead, I'll just play the Cubs minus 116. The model doesn't really think there's a huge edge here, but I I like backing Justin Steele. I think this price is really short. I think the Cubs are the better team. Um, Reds have been playing better lately, but I'll just take the better pitcher in Steele in this case at such a short price. Take the Cubs, minus 116. Only a B pick for me, a pick I like, but not one I want to be over-invested in, given that the model thinks the edge is really non-existent. Uh, Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts? I I see what the model thinks of Hunter Green, but – like you said, the stats just don't back it up. So I, I just can't quite get there with the Reds. But at the same time, uh, you know, it makes me feel good that, that you're playing the Cubs, but I just can't quite get there myself since the model doesn't have an edge on this. I do want to ask you, though, since you mentioned potentially weather, can they get this game in? What would your thoughts be on like a first five under in, in this situation? You, you sound like you kind of like both starting pitchers. So just curious what you think on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad look. First five under would probably be the second favorite play on this one. Um, I'm just a little hesitant given the park and given these two uh, teams. They just tend to play more over games. At least with the first five, we avoid the Reds bullpen. Reds bullpen looked great yesterday. I needed them to give up some runs. They didn't. But in general, uh, that that pen is not is not good. So yeah. uh, at least with the first runner, we we avoid the bullpen. So I mean that would definitely be a possibility. And then you just hope that the wind knocks down some home runs. But right. um, it's just it's always scary to go anything under in the red with the Reds involved. Right. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand. Well, with all that said, I'm staying away from this game. I, I don't trust either team. But if I had to look anywhere, I think the, the first five under might be where I would look. It's at four and a half right now. It's juiced to the under. Uh, but I feel better about that, I think, than anything else if I had to pick something. Yep, all right. that makes sense. Uh, 6.40 Eastern first pitch, Yankees at the Rays. Nestor Cortez versus Ryan Yarborough. We've talked about Cortez a few times. He's been fantastic this season. Yarborough, a pitcher who's seen better days and at this point seems to be settling into just a below average pitcher for the most part, which is kind of disappointing. I kind of thought he could get back to some of his previous ways, but it uh, doesn't seem to be in the cards. Model says Yankees minus 121. I'm seeing minus 120 out there. There's no first five market or team total market. So I'm going to hold off and not make a play just yet because I kind of think Yankees' first five might be a better idea given the shambles that the Yankees' bullpen is in. 
Um, but I want to just want to see the numbers on that. I'll tweet out an official pick on that with some reasoning later. But I kind of like the Yankees. I just I just might rather have first five than anything. So I want to see what that number is before making a pick. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I'm I'm on the nasty Nestor bandwagon, people. What can I say? It pains me to say <laughs> the Yankees are very good, but the Yankees are very good. And, and yeah. Nestor Cortez has just been unbelievable. I and this may not be correct. I feel like the the model uh, looks fondly upon the Rays. I feel like it usually has a Rays edge yeah. more often than not. And so the fact that there's not a Rays edge here tells me something. I'm sticking with the Yankees. I I, I wouldn't say this is my favorite play, but I'm confident enough in it where. If that first five market comes out, I may kind of double dip here. So I'm officially on the Yankees for the game here. I, I may also jump on something first five if something catches my eye when those lines do come out. Um, but yeah, the Yankees are very good. Nestor Cortez, very, very good. No raise edge. That tells me something. So I'm on the Yankees here. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Great analysis there. The model does tend to like the raise. And so the fact that it doesn't, I, I, I completely agree with you. Cortez is fantastic. Uh, very well put. So, Cousin Jared, you're taking Yankees full game, maybe first five as well. I'm probably on the first five. I just want to wait until that comes out uh, before making my pick. 7-5 Eastern first pitch, Rockies at the Nationals. Ramon Marquez versus Patrick Corbin, two pitchers who have been uh, up and down and this year down. Both of them with <laughs> ERAs in the sixes. And we're approaching yeah. the point of the season where it's like not, I mean, it's a small sample size, yes, but we're approaching the point of the season where it's like, it's not four games anymore. We're almost right, to double right. digit starts for these guys. Yeah. And ERAs in the sixes. And at least Mark Marquez, you know, pitching in Coors has pitched a little better his last couple of starts. Um, but man, just not the pitcher that we expected him to be. And then Patrick Corbin, of course, as I mentioned, for the most part struggling this year. One really good start, but otherwise it's been awful. Uh, Weather-wise in Washington will be about 70 degrees, wind blowing slightly across, so no wind effect there. Model says Nationals minus 115. Look, I, I don't know what the odds would have to be for me to play either side on this one. At this point, I can't back the Nationals, and I don't really love backing the Rockies on the road. So, I mean, that's just a complete stay away from me on the side. On this one, I'm going to take Nationals under 3.5 at plus 122, and I like under 3.5 with the plus odds rather than under 4.5 with big juice the reason why is i think marquez is pitching better lately and the nationals offense is bad so i think it's a situation where he might can get a nice get it going you know keep moving the right direction six innings one run start and then i just need the bullpen to not completely implode i think that's about 50 50 of happening so we've got great value on the plus odds here i i I think four runs is less likely in this game than usual for the Nationals. That's not to say four can't happen, and four is still a very right. possible number. But I think in general, this game is more of a the Nationals score two or ten type game. And so I don't want to lay odds to get four included because if Marquez blows up, then the Nationals are going to score plenty and we lose. And I know this is a shock to you, Cousin Jared, but we aren't going to win every bet ever made. No, and so no. part of yeah, part of being successful is protecting against those losses, right? That's where the odds, the price matters. And so for me, this is about a great price and saying we're going to lose some. I don't want to lose under four and a half with minus you know, 140 odds or something crazy like that. Let's just take the plus odds, hope that Marquez pitches well, hope the Nationals offense is bad. And if we lose big, then we've already lost the one unit instead of the giant juice. B pick for me, Nationals under three and a half at plus 122. Because, Jared, what do you got? 
as, as we like to say around here, you don't have to watch it to make the monies. And I would not recommend watching this game. <laughs> yeah, in fact, right. I would I would not I would not recommend making a play on this game. At least if it were at Coors Field, you could talk me into there was going to be like somehow 15 runs and yeah. it might get interesting. But uh, playing in Washington, I just nothing about this game appeals to me. So uh, I am just fully staying away from this game for all of the reasons that you said. Yeah, yeah, and let's talk about right Corbin being a bad pitcher, but the Rockies offense being bad on the road. It's just like there's it's it's hard to find a good angle on this one. I'm with you. If this was in quarters, right. you could you could just say I don't care what the total is. Let's go over and let's hope for some right. fireworks, right? But right. in this case, uh... yeah, 7-10 Eastern first pitch Guardians at the Tigers. Connor Pilkington versus Tariq Skubal. Weather-wise, we're going to be low 70s to start up or 60s to close with some rain possibilities. Uh, one to check the updates on a game that may happen, may not have, may have some delays. Winds will be blowing in from right center at about 10 miles an hour. So a little boost to the under on the wind and two pitchers that the model seems to like here. It's Scooball with a nice shiny 222 ERA this year. And his advanced metrics line up pretty close to that. Having a great season, a great pitcher to back versus Pilkington who, Probably only going to go three or four innings in this game, but so far he's looked good in his nine innings of work. Projects to be fairly solid before they turn it over to the bullpen. Model says Tigers slight edge, but mostly a toss-up game. I am seeing Guardians plus 127. Total is seven and a half. I can get under eight. I would like that. This is a similar situation to that Yankees game. The first five and the secondary markets are not up yet. And so I'm holding off on an official pick just because I want to see that. But first five under, especially if it's under four, looks really enticing. So we'll see what happens there. I'll tweet out the official pick later. Cousin Jared, what do you got? So I had never heard of Connor with a K. Pilkington. Yeah, Pilkington before. That's for all those strikeouts, Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was born to be a pitcher. Uh, If if I knew that he was going to go like four or five innings, then maybe I could feel good about the Guardians since there's an edge there. But if he's only going a few innings, you know, is it enough to make me feel good about that play? No. So I'm just going to stay stay away from this one for right now. You know, maybe, like you said, a, a first five under four where, where he's going the majority of that time. Maybe that's something I would look at. But overall, without knowing that he's going to be able to have a even get like a quality start or something, then I'm just like, eh, let's just stay away from this. Yeah, based off the number of innings he's pitched in the minors so far, five would be the max, I would assume, from him. Yeah. Um, Tigers offense really struggling. And so that's, of course, the, the hope maybe he gets some quick innings and can get five. But um, – it feels like we're probably going to be going to the Guardians bullpen early in this one, which yeah. is kind of a mixed bag. I feel like that Guardians bullpen is sometimes pretty impressive and other times confusing. They've got a lot of guys who throw hard. Yeah, it, well, let me let me ask you as well. Does it feel to you as if every other Guardians game has been delayed or canceled? There's been a lot of them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, across the the league, it's been that way. But I feel like the Guardians, especially. Yeah, weather in the Midwest, right? Has been. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. time of year is is very sketchy. Yeah. 720 Eastern first pitch, another game that might have some rain issues as it has the last few nights. Phillies at the Braves. Aaron Nola versus Kyle Wright. Uh, two pitches of love to back here. 70 degrees, uh, wind blowing in from right field at about 10 miles an hour, so a boost to the under there. And again, kind of as the last few nights, just some storms in the area. We'll have to see exactly do they hit the stadium or not, how heavy is it. So some potential rain issues in that one. 
Uh, Aaron Nola, a pitcher who's been rolling his ERA now uh, after a couple of early struggle struggling starts under four. His advanced metrics better than that. Kyle Wright, a guy who I've loved to back. Advanced metrics, fantastic. Not that far away from his 250 ERA. Uh, model says Braves minus 120. And so I'm seeing Braves minus 112. I think that's a pretty short number. So Braves, I think, makes a lot of sense. Uh, as I mentioned before, they have the better offense over the Phillies. They have the better bullpen. Starting pitcher-wise, as good as Nola is, I don't think Wright is that far behind Nola in Atlanta. This feels like yesterday. I made the comment on pod. I said the number that I was seeing for the Braves was like minus 134 or something. I was like, that seems really short. And sure enough, I look back later in the day, and it's out to like minus 150. And this feels like the same thing. Minus 112 feels short. I, I The model thinks minus 120. It wouldn't surprise me if this gets out into the minus 120s later today. The only reason it wouldn't is, of course, Aaron Nola, but it's not like Kyle Wright is anything to sneeze at. Right. Um, and so I'm a little surprised the number's that short. I think the Braves make a lot of sense. But I'm going to go first five under four. Odds are minus 105, uh, what I locked in. And it's an A grade for me. I love both these pitchers. The wind's blowing in. The offenses are good, but I think having that push protection on four makes a lot of sense. I think this number should be three and a half. It didn't get there yesterday, but I made the comment with the Red Sox and the White Sox yesterday. We got that under fairly easily just because the game went over the day before. It doesn't necessarily mean anything for the next day. These two pitchers are fantastic. There's really not much more else to say than wind blowing in fantastic pitchers. Let's go first five under four A grade for me. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Well, I've, I've got more to say on that all right um, but but it's 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 just a repeat of things that i've said on, on this show before the first <laughs> one being that i don't want to be involved in a phillies game okay like i've Fair. just learned that lesson too many times this year you know they they could score one they could score 12. um so i i don't i agree that there is an edge on the braves here I, honestly it seems like a smart play to me uh, obviously yeah. i like back in kyle right uh, but i just can't bring myself to do it and, and also i like the first five uh under even more especially at four i can't i can't believe that that number is at four with these two pitchers about a month ago i stopped questioning anything you said on kyle Wright, and i just <laughs> roll with it so so you say first five under four i i can't believe that it's even minus 105 like you said so i am sold i am with you on the first five under here all right, 740 Eastern, first pitch Royals at the Twins. Daniel Lynch versus Devin Smeltzer. It'll be another chilly night in Minnesota, about 60 degrees to start, mid-50s to close. Winds blowing across, so maybe a little bit of a boost to the under based off of the cooler temperatures, but not going to get any help there with the wind. Daniel Lynch, uh, off the top of my head, might be the only um, – average pitcher the Royals have I feel like so many of them are bad but yeah. about a league average pitcher at least versus Devin Smeltzer who's uh, got a shiny ERA only in 10 innings pitched uh, also projects around league average uh, this one was interesting to me when looking back at the last uh, month or so I always talk about the Royals offense and how bad they are and they project very poorly but the Royals have scored a few runs um, the Twins offense projects slightly above average but they haven't scored as much um, I don't know what to make of that. I thought it was interesting. The Royals have scored a little bit more than I've expected over the last month or so. Uh, model thinks Twins minus 182. And so thinks the Twins have a solid edge in this one. Of course, they have a superior offense and a superior bullpen as far as projections go at home with the, you know, equal starting pitchers. Um, so lots of reasons to like the Twins there. Model thinks minus 182. I'm seeing minus 169. I think the Twins are a good play. Whether money line or run line, 
kind of whichever one you like. I think either one makes a lot of sense. My official pick, I'm going to go under eight with a B pick simply because it's a chilly night and I don't trust the Royals offense, but the twins haven't been scoring. So I think under eight makes a lot of sense, but I'm really a coin toss on between under eight and something on the twins. I, I it's, it's both good and bad that the that the way I've set this up is to make one pick and one pick only on every game because this is one where it's like, I don't know, I can give you like four picks that all seem like about the same and hopefully we win three of them type thing. But as it is, I just I just I picked one, but I I, I like I said, I like twins, run line, money line. I like Royals team total under potentially. I looked at that one as well. I'm just gonna go full game under eight. I kind of like all of them about the same, all of them kind of in that B grade range. Uh, cousin Jared, what's your pick? So I'll, I'll take one of those off the table for you. I'm going to back the Twins here. Uh, to me, the twin, Twins got swept by the Astros a couple of weeks ago, but since then they've come back and won two out of three every series uh, against the A's, the Tigers, the Royals. Um, obviously taking a series from the Royals there, but the A's and Tigers certainly fall into a similar category as, as yeah. the Royals do. Um, so I feel really good about them uh, winning this game. I'm going to lay the odds minus 169, what, whatever it is. Uh, I just, I'm like you, I don't trust the Royals bats. I don't trust basically anybody on the Royals. I don't yeah. trust them as far as I can throw them. Yeah. So uh, pitching, hitting nothing. Managing yeah. Yeah. Nothing. yeah. And, and even like the, the twins. Yeah. You mentioned they haven't been hitting great, but they, they still got Kepler, the outfielder who's been playing really well. So yeah. uh, I feel good about uh, laying the odds with the twins here. And I'm curious what you think about this. Sometimes early on in the season, teams have good, you know, tough schedules or easy schedules. Right? It feels like the Twins have really jumped out in the AL Central and like have a nice shiny record. And yeah, but like you said, you look at it, it's like they've been beaten up on yeah. some bad yeah. teams. And so it's like I wonder how much of that is going to catch up with them or not. It's it's the record can sometimes be deceiving, but yeah, they haven't played anybody good since that Astros series and, and and maybe that's the whole AL Central maybe we'll just look back and say well the whole AL Central was bad so everybody got an yeah. easy schedule in that division yeah yeah but maybe something to keep in mind as the season goes on you know when they reach out and they, you know they play the, the Yankees or you know they play the Astros teams like that you know that's when you can kind of capitalize maybe the odds aren't, aren't seeing kind of what what we're seeing by watching so many games right yeah maybe maybe people are thinking oh the records you know similar right, or something right. but it, yeah. it's kind of a little bit of a mirage getting some of these weaker yep. teams Yep. especially early on boosting that record 745 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Cardinals Eric Lauer versus Adam Wainwright weather-wise in St. Louis we're going to be in the mid to low 60s really no wind to speak of about five miles an hour maybe a little bit less blowing out but at such a weak speed doesn't do much for us a chance of rain in St. Louis nothing that's going to cause too many problems there uh model thinks Cardinals minus 107, which presents no real edge on either side in a game. I was, you know, Adam Wainwright, we talk about him a lot, right? He, he, he continues to pitch well. His advanced metrics this year, not as good as his ERA. Of course, that's tough to do with an ERA under three. Um, kind of just projects about league average going forward. I'm a little bit more optimistic about Wainwright than the model is. I think the model's just kind of pulling it down saying he's old, old and so he's not going to be as good, but he continues to pitch really well. So I'm a little more optimistic um, than the model. So if the model says Cardinals minus 107, I think maybe it should probably be more like minus 113 or something, just a little bit of an extra boost because I think the model's penalizing Wainwright a little bit too much uh, versus Eric Lauer, who's been fantastic this year. Uh, ERA near two, advanced metrics, very good, uh, projects to be an above average 
starter going forward. So a, a nice story there for, for the Brewers, finding another pitcher and turning them into something better than anybody ever thought. My pick is going to be first five under four. The odds are minus 120 right now, and that's an A-grade pick for me. It's a chilly night in St. Louis, mostly a pitcher's park, as you see with that park, as you saw with that park factor of a 94. And like I said, two pitchers that I like. I think that Wainwright is still got it, still pitching really well. Lowers had a great season, and I don't see anything in Lowers' numbers that indicate that it's overly fluky. I don't think he'll be quite this good going forward. That's not really saying anything too crazy. Um, but I, I think he's still a good pitcher. Um, I'm going for seven under four over rather than the game total under seven and a half. A couple reasons. Number one, I, I always like to see where I can get that push protection here at four rather than the full game. There's if there was an eight, I'd probably like the eight better. But seven and a half, knowing extra innings is a possibility. I think first four, first five just makes more sense. Um, and on top of that, I still don't know if Hater is going to be back. He might be back or not. Yeah, who knows? And that kind of shapes their bullpen a little bit differently because the Brewers really rely on their top couple of relievers. Beyond that, they're very average. So I'll just go first five under four, only worry with the starters, get out of Dodge, get our money, and move on. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So the, the last part there, you, you took the words out of my mouth. So I think this is going to be a good game. I don't have a good feel one way or the other on this. Um, so I'm staying away. I think if, if you know, I did want to make a play, though, I think the first five under is definitely the way that I would look. Um, just because, like you said, um, the Brewers bullpen is really good when they have everybody, but they don't have Hater. And Williams has – he's obviously fantastic. But when he's been bad this year, he's been mm. really bad. And, and so, you know, they've already – the bullpen's already shortened a little bit. You get, you know, a bad inning from from Williams, and all of a sudden this game looks completely different, you know, if you, you play the full game under. So I would definitely take the first five if that's what you were interested in. But I just – the Brewers are good. I just feel like every time I expect them to score two, they score 11. <laughs> and and if, if I expect them to score 11, they score one. And, and so they're good. I'm not saying they're not. They just, they seem to always, you know, they go one way when I go the other. So I'm not trying to, to guess on what that's going to be today. I'm just going to watch this game. Two, two good teams, first or second place in the NL Central here. So I think it's going to be a fun game to watch, but I, I don't feel strongly about either side. Yeah. And, and Hater away from the team, uh, wife is having pregnancy complications. So again, we just, I, I I think he's probably still out. I haven't heard it otherwise. Uh, right. From my understanding, I think they put him on the, uh, I guess, bereavement list. And so he had to miss those three games in San Diego. So he's eligible to come back today. But I, mm -hmm. I don't know if he will or not. I'm, I am I would lean no, but you never really know. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll see if he's back. And you mentioned uh, uh, about Devin Williams, of course relievers take so long for their stats to really kind of normalize and for us to know, you know, one bad outing can make a whole season look bad basically. Right. And uh, I do wonder with him uh, after the, you know, punching the wall and some ups and downs and some of that yeah. stuff, right? Like uh, how, how he's going to do it's like so far, like you said, it's been kind of up and down for him. And so it's like, is he going to get back to form or is he just, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I may or may not own him in fantasy. So I can tell you more than you want to know. Um, <laughs> but, but there's been multiple bad outings, but it's literally, yeah. it, it is, he either gives up like two runs and two thirds of meaning or, or it's like know, three strikes kids out, strikes yeah. out the side. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's literally been all, all or nothing. Yep. Uh, eight ten Eastern first pitch Red Sox at the White Sox. Uh, easy under win last night. I don't think tonight's going to be the same story. The starting pitching matchup is a little bit weaker than it was previously. Michael Walker versus Dallas Keuchel. 
in a game in Chicago that'll be in the mid-60s. A slight breeze blowing in, but only around five miles an hour, so not really a big boost there. Um, probably able to play, but some rain in the area. Waka has a good ERA this year, but it's all smoke and mirrors, people. His advanced metrics are below average. He projects to be below average. I do not trust that ERA whatsoever. Uh, Keuchel's ERA is probably pretty accurate to about the pitcher he is. It's in the sixes. His advanced metrics are a little bit better than that, uh, but he's, again, mostly past his prime at this point. Model thinks Red Sox minus 110. If I had to go with a side, I would pick the White Sox. My fear on this one is that peop- that the numbers are a little bit tilted to the White Sox because of Waka's ERA. But again, I don't trust that. I think that's a mirage. So if I had to pick a side, I'd pick the Red Sox just because I wouldn't back Keuchel. But at this point, I don't really think there's a great edge either way. I'm actually going to flip. I went under yesterday. I'm going over today, and it's an A pick for me on over nine. I think these two teams are going to get back to their run scoring ways. I don't think the Red Sox will score 18 or whatever it was they did two nights ago, but I do think they've got a chance to get to double digits off of Keuchel and whatever than the White Sox throw out of the bullpen. I think neither pitchers very good. Um, I think just that there'll be a lot of runs. I think we're going from an under game yesterday to an over game today. That's, that's straightforward. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I have so many thoughts on this <laughs> game. Uh, so if this is 2015, wow, get me some front row seats. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a pitcher stool. Yeah, uh, under all the way. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is not 2015. Uh, I would be the opposite. I w- If I had to pick a side here, I would actually pick the Red Sox just because I, I the Red Sox? don't. I was, I'm on the Red Sox. Oh, You're on the White I, Sox? No, no, no. I'm on the Red Sox. I thought you said okay, White yeah. Sox earlier. Maybe okay, if, I, well, if I did, I, I misspoke. Okay, <laughs> I'd be okay. on the Red Sox. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So we agree. We would both be on the Red Sox if we had to pick a side. Um you know, yes, Waka is smoke and mirrors, but like Keuchel, there's not smoke and mirrors. There's just, yeah, it's, not, it's just it's bad. not good. Yeah. yeah it's just, yeah. it's just not good. He didn't um, even have the barrage. It's just desert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the White Sox offense, they can definitely go through some, some lulls. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be on the Red Sox if I had to pick a side. I mean, I just checked the run line for the Red Sox is plus 180. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's enticing. Um, that that is, that is enticing. I, I may sprinkle a half unit on that or something. But but I'm with you on the over nine here. When the professor says playing over, <laughs> you you play the over people. Uh, you know he he does he doesn't throw those out like candy. You know so you got to take them when you can get them. So I'm on the over here. Agree. You know both pitchers. I, I don't have a lot of a lot of faith in. Uh, again, I may dabble something on the the run line on the Red Sox there just because there could be a lot of runs in this game and at that point what does one run matter yeah I was was just gonna say I I really like that angle as well if if the over prediction is correct and there are a lot of runs it's easier to win by more than one because it's just tons of runs everywhere so I think at at those odds I I agree with you I think that yeah Red Sox minus one and a half is very enticing as a good value play 9-4 Eastern first pitch Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. Mitch White versus Humberto Castellanos. White will be leading off a bullpen game. We assume he'll probably only go a couple of innings, maybe three. Uh, the dome will be closed or it'll be a nice night in Phoenix, presumably. Castellanos is a pitcher who's performed at league average, his underlying metrics and projection are a little bit worse, but really just kind of a ho-hum pitcher. There's a chance we talked about 
you know, Strami there is their pitching coach, one of the best in the game uh, coming in this year and making some of those pitchers better. There's a chance that his results around league average um, is a little bit more indicative of him being now league average rather than the projection of a little bit below. So, I mean, that's one thought there. Uh, bullpen for the Dodgers, a good bullpen, but at some point they've just been worked a lot lately. And so that's something to keep an eye on there. I don't know how many innings these guys got in them. If, if, if this was a month ago when we had the 28-man roster, it's a very different story than now. Back to the 26-man. And so on this one, um, I'm, pick, I'm taking the Diamondbacks at plus 164. And it's a B pick uh, on this one. I think the Diamondbacks make a lot of sense, a lot of different directions here. They've been – uh, a solid team for us here lately. The model thinks there's an edge here. And this one, you may not even have to run to the window for, because if there's more LA money that comes in on this throughout the day, which is common, uh, you might actually get better odds than this. So maybe a situation where you put a little bit on the Diamondbacks now and kind of hold off and see if you get some better odds uh, later. Uh, when these two teams played previously in Arizona, I think the Diamondbacks won two out of three close, low-scoring games. And so I think the Dimebacks have a chance to hang in there and make this interesting as well. And if it's a tight game, I, I want plus 164, period. And it doesn't mean we're going to win tonight, but it means in the long run it'll be profitable. Uh, so I'm on the Dimebacks with the B pick. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So I think you hit on a very key point there about waiting on this one because I think that you could potentially get better odds later on. Another thing that I'm looking at is, you know, right now you can get plus one and a half in the Diamondbacks for even money. You know, if those odds were to move out a little bit more and maybe get up to like plus 110 or something, I think that's probably the way I would go as opposed to, you know, uh, getting the, the better plus odds just for them to win outright. Just because, like you said, last time they played in Arizona, it, it was surprisingly a lot of low scoring games um, there. The Dodgers offense, I, I don't know what was going on. They couldn't get it going like they have against everybody else. Uh, you, even against some of the weaker Diamondback pitchers, it wasn't like they went up against like the, the top aces, right? Right. Right. So, so I'm watching this one, potentially a play to come later on. So, you know, watch me over on bet stamp and see what happens, uh, but potentially money line, potentially run line. We'll, we'll see which way uh, the odds fall there. Yep. 940 your first pitch Rangers at the athletics, Martin Perez versus Frankie Montas Perez. We keep, every time we keep talking about the last several episodes, he's pitched how good he's been and he has not let us down versus uh, Frankie Montas who just quietly pitching very well again, uh, mid, you know, three and a half ERA that lines up exactly with this projection advanced metrics, a little bit better, just going about his business, pitching very well, uh, this season, it'll be chilly in Oakland as is the case. Most of the time for night games, it'll be low sixties to start upper fifties to close Uh slight breeze out, but not enough to really affect things in what is such a big pitchers park. Model thinks A's minus 116 that presents no value on either side. And it'd be tough to get me to play a side on this one because I, I, I don't want to go against either one of these starting pitchers. Um, honestly, if I had to pick a side, I might actually take the Rangers at plus odds just because I'd say trust that Perez is, uh, you know, as good as he's been. If you can keep that rolling, if you got plus odds in a coin toss game, but I don't really want to fade either pitcher. So I'm staying away from the side. I'm taking full game under seven. It's got a decent amount of juice on it, but it's an A pick for me. I like seven way more than six and a half. This number should be six and a half. And so the fact that we can get that push protection there is worth the extra few cents, in my opinion. Pitchers Park, bad offenses, great starting pitchers. I mean, it's a perfect recipe for an under. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Uh, 
I, I just I can't bring myself to <laughs> to, to to play the the a game with the, with the Rangers right now unless I'm I'm going against the Rangers. But the A's aren't good enough for me to feel comfortable being on that side either. Um, I'm very surprised here. So what did you have? You had under uh, under four in the first five there. Um, it, it, like the full game or no? You had you had uh, under seven for the full game. Yeah. yeah. yeah full game so the first five is under three and a half like i would have looked at that if that was like minus 110 or something but it's not it's it's minus 120 so almost just as much juice yeah. on the first five under uh as, as the full game under so uh i just can't find anything here that i really get get sold on definitely the under would be the way to go i don't trust either of these offenses but you know i just I, I don't feel comfortable with either of these teams right now. Although I did win with the A's yesterday, but I just yeah, I don't feel great about it. Yeah, we got the we got an under winner with the A's Mariners yesterday. So the, the A's can play an under game. Yeah. Uh it, it's it's, it's probably it's, probably will. I just, you know, I, I can't I can't get myself there. All right, all right. Uh that takes us to extra innings. Uh one last game to talk about here, the Blue Jays at the Angels. A fantastic uh, you know, storyline here with Ryu versus Otani. Two pitchers, though, that are just really going opposite directions. I have Otani as one of one of the best pitchers in baseball, uh, top five projection in my system versus Ryu, who has a six ERA. I don't think he's that bad. I still think he's a Above average, better than average, um, but a pitcher who just is not what he once was. He had some fantastic seasons in the past. He's just not the same pitcher anymore. Uh, it'll be a chilly night in Anaheim, mid 60s to start, low 60s to close, five to 10 mile an hour wind blowing out. A game that I don't really have much of a feel for at this price. The model says Angels minus 147, so no edge on either side. If I was going to do anything with the total, it's really tough to do anything there because I really like Otani, but I don't like Ryu. And so I would say maybe the Blue Jays team total under, but I don't trust the Angels bullpen. So maybe you're looking Blue Jays first five team total under, but it's probably like one and a half runs or something, which is like, you know, a team can sneeze and get two runs. So it's a it's it's there's not a lot I like in this one. I'll go first five Angels money line with a lean at minus one fifty five, but it's not a pick that I'm excited about. Um, at least that way, I've guaranteed Otani versus Ryu as, as the pitching matchup, and we don't have to deal with the Angels bullpen. So that's my thought process there. Uh, Cousin Joe, do you have anything on that game for us? I hate West Coast time zone <laughs> I mean, I really despise it. This is I, I would I would love to watch this game, but I, I've watched enough Astros games on the West Coast the past uh, handful of years to know that I'm going to fall asleep like in the fourth inning of this game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is it is a I think it's gonna be a really good game. I, I can't wait to watch it. I'm not going to be awake when it ends. I can promise you. I don't know why the West Coast time zone is so far off of my own. Um, you can go look at our Twitter profiles to see everybody's thoughts on on uh, which time zone you should be in for yeah, yeah. sports viewing. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think uh, yes. You know, sometimes on these Wednesday Thursdays, we end up with the more day games and less night games. It's all I always love the one day of the week when there's like one or no West Coast games. It's like, oh yeah, I get to like yeah. see all the games. And then there's some nights where it's like there's five, you know, 
eight thirty, nine thirty, you know, whatever yeah. starts. Yeah. And it's just like I'm gonna miss like half of the baseball games tonight because it's just so late. Yeah. I just can't stay can't stay up that late and get up early, right? So um yeah. uh recap for me on the Apex. I've got the Phillies and Braves first five under four, the Brewers and Cardinals first five under four, Red Sox and White Sox over nine. And the Rangers and A's full game under seven. So four A picks for me, all totals. Because uh, of Jared, any parting words? Do y'all want me to talk about Jimbo Fisher on this podcast or do I need to save it for another podcast? Who oh, my. I'll give, <laughs> we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you 60 seconds. Give me 60 seconds on Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> this is like, I, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, and like, I don't, I don't love it from like, I'm an A&M fan that, you know, I'm super excited that he's acting this way. That's not it either. I'm looking at this from like a macro college football yeah. fan view. This is great. And I, professor, I have to ask you, how soon can I bet the A&M team total under in the A&M game and A&M and Alabama game later this year? Unfortunately, I don't think, I don't think those come out until like the week of. <laughs> okay. Like three units on that, whatever it is. <laughs> Minus one fifty. That's great. They, I'll, I'll they, weigh the odds. I they don't probably care. they probably do have a number out for the spread on that game at this point. Uh, whatever the AM team total under is, I'm going to be on it. It could yeah. be like nine and a half, and I would be on the under. It's going to be especially after last year. Yeah, it's going to be an epic smackdown. Um, but anyway, I think it's great for college football. I mean, th that was the best that I have to say that was the best press conference I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, just I, I, I can't wait for that game. The kind of the hype that it's gotten around yeah. the season and everything. I think I think it's great. So as far as you know, they're acting childish, but okay, yeah, whatever. I guess we expect that at this point. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's drama. It's it's something that's silly and entertaining. You yeah. know, no, no real like no real harm has been done so we can all laugh right, at it and right. enjoy it. And that's really, that that's like the, the win-win. So yeah. Uh, yeah. A little, yeah. little sneak peek here. We, you know, we, I, I mentioned this, we're going to do two, maybe three college football podcasts or shows, uh, you know, a week uh, come, mm. come fall. So looking forward to those, a little sneak yeah. peek of, uh, the, the passion that, that the cousin brings yeah. to the college <laughs> yeah. football. Yeah. <laughs> betting. Uh. Uh, and that's all that we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.